Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to our midweek service here at Victory Life Church Online. My name is Pastor Craig, and I'm really excited that I can come to you from wherever you are in the world. I can come to you from wherever I am in the world, and that happens to be sunny South Africa. It's our last day as a family here in South Africa, and we're just really, really excited about getting back on the plane, getting home, and seeing all our friends and family there at Victory Life Church in Oklahoma and Texas. So greetings from South Africa. Um, we're really looking forward to being back with the family shortly. But before we jump into today's message, I just wanted to um, speak two things, to speak about two things very quickly. The first is that this is a communion service. So um, from wherever you are in the world, you get to join in with us with a small piece of bread and some water, even whatever you've got, just to, just to celebrate what Jesus is and who he is in our lives. We try and do that every single midweek service that we have. Um, sometimes we get to it and most times we do get to it, but we just try and celebrate who Jesus is and just celebrate what he is in our lives through the celebration of communion. If it is your first time and you've never ever done communion on your own or you don't know what communion is, sit tight because when we get to communion, we'll take you through it step by step. There's no need to worry about that. The second thing I wanted to share with you was for those of you who were on the online platform on the weekend and were sharing in the wonderful message that Pastor Dwayne shared with us, uh, you would have noticed that we had some technical glitches and these technical glitches um, were worldwide problems that were felt um, in through churches all over the world who utilize the church online platform now the church online platform is the very platform that you're looking at it allows us uh, into the intricacies of being able to broadcast video and to be able to have the chat room and the prayer room and all of the wonderful things that we have on our campus that's called the church online platform and that platform is provided to us free of charge by a church in Oklahoma called Life Church. They're the same guys that bring you the YouVersion Bible app, and they are an amazing, amazing resource to the kingdom of God. They provide churches all over the world with resources and tools to be able to, to enable them to share the gospel from wherever they are. At Victory Life Church, we have partnered with Life Church in utilizing these tools and serving back um, to thank them for the hard work that they put in. But I just wanted to take a moment to say a very big thank you, not only to the technical team who sorted out the church online platform this weekend, but the whole leadership of Life Church for being so willing to partner with us and provide that wonderful platform and other tools to us so that we can make sure that the message of Victory Life Church is going out. So a very, very big thank you to Life Church and the Victory Life Church team who partner together in serving other churches around the world. And I just wanted to mention that as well, is that the Victory Life Church online team assist the Life Church team uh, and serve with the Life Church team in helping support the platform in other churches, not just Victory Life Church, all around the world. And we are so blessed to be able to call Life Church and Church Online a partner with us in making sure that the kingdom is growing and that the gospel is being spread. Well, let's pray together as we jump into to the, this week's message. Really excited about what God is laying on our hearts. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for all that we are. As we join from around the world, we thank you that we can come together and sit and listen to what you have to say to us. Open our hearts and minds, Lord, so that you can teach us. Make the teaching real in our lives so that we can be accepting of what you're saying and focused on what Christ and the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. Father, thank you for this time together. We pray blessings on every single person who's receiving this message. In Jesus' name, we pray. Well, it's that time of the year when, uh, when we jump in and start packing away the Christmas decorations. If you haven't already done so, if you did it early, well done. You're better than me. 
We put our Christmas tree up before we left um, Dallas and Oklahoma, before we came on our, on our journey here to South Africa. And so the Christmas tree at home is still up. But in a few short hours, my wife and friends and family that are gathered around uh, will be packing it away and putting it away. So it's that time of the year when we put things away. The Christmas um, season seems to be packed away, maybe in a box in your attic or in a, in a suitcase under your bed. All the decorations get put away. And that's one of the worst times of the year for me because I love Christmas. I love just the, the spirit in the shops and the stores amongst people, not just the, the, the financial or the economic process of Christmas. No, have you noticed that even in the stores, people greet each other. There's a, there's a general spirit of joy amongst friends and family. We, we phone friends and family that we haven't called or, or been in contact with for some time. There's just something special about the time of Christmas. And, and packing away the Christmas tree and packing away all the Christmas decorations kind of for me ends not just the season of Christmas, but this season that men have for each other, that women have for each other, the season of goodwill, the season of joy seems to go away when we pack away the Christmas tree. It's like the, the new year grinds on and all is forgotten. All the, the well wishes and the joy of Christmas is forgotten. The other area of Christmas that I absolutely hate is having to throw away the little cards and notes that you receive on your gifts. It's one thing throwing away the wrapping. I've never been one for recycling the wrapping. Uh, when I get a gift, I rip into it, tear the paper. But the little cards and notes that are written um, by your friends and your family, especially your children, seem to tug on your heart when you want to throw them in the dustbin or put them in the recycling. It's just not a nice thing. But we, we, for a long time as a family, we kept all of those cards. And then when we moved to Oklahoma, we had boxes of little keepsakes. Well, we had an expression. Take a photograph of it and place it in recycling. Get rid of it because it just takes up space. And so now on my photo stream on my phone, I've got streams and streams of photographs of little Christmas presents and Christmas cards and things that the kids did um, over Christmas for me and the family. But it's a strange time as we wrap up this joy and, and put away these little gifts and throw away the little cards and the Christmas presents and pack away the tree. It's a strange time as we say farewell to one of the biggest celebrations in our Christmas, in our Christian um, walk, in our Christian journey. And as we, as we get on with the new year, I wanted to take a moment and just share with you what it means to keep the revelation of Christ, Christmas, the revelation of Christ to man, to keep that at the forefront of our year, to keep that at the forefront, not pack it away, not throw it away, and not allow the wonder to become a wonder, the wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R, to become a wonder, W-A-N-D-E-R, away from the Word of God. So I thought it would take just two weeks to have a look at why we can trust the Word of God to be real and viable every day in our lives. The wonder of the revelation of Jesus Christ to the Word every single day in our, Christ, in our, in our journey. In John chapter 1 and verse 14, the Word started Christmas. The Word was the first Christmas. When, when the Word became flesh in the form of Jesus Christ, that was when we had our first Christmas. Jesus came onto the scene as the Word. John chapter 1 and verse 14 says, So the Word became human and made His home among us. You see, the, the Jesus Christ was the tangible man, the, the physical form of the Word of God. And so when we got going with this whole Christmas thing, it was the celebration of the revelation of the Word 
into our lives. And that's not a once-off thing that we do. The celebration of the Word, the revelation of the Word, the bursting forth of God's true tangible love into our lives is not a once-off or a December-only celebration. And that scripture goes on to say that, that this Word that burst into our lives was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John 1 verse 14 describes the arrival of God's Word. Not only Jesus as a small baby in a manger. No, it, it describes the glory of the Word of God arriving in our lives in physical form. You see, the wonder of the season is because we become so focused on Christ for that period, the wonder of Christmas is so incredible because we just focus our entire lives for a moment on the Word of God, on the Word called Jesus Christ coming into the world. And so this, this bursting forth, this revelation that John chapter 1 and verse 14 describes becomes a season of wonder. Why? Because for just that period, we devote ourselves to the wonder of the Word entering the world. And as a result, whenever we concentrate on the Word of God, we know that there is benefit to concentrating on the Word of God. The Word, though, that bursting forth of the Word, wasn't just contained for that season. Because if you have a look at the verses preceding John 1, it says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. And when it talks about in the beginning, it's referring to the very beginning. The Word has always existed and the Word will always exist. It's not just a December moment. No, it's an all-time moment where the revelation of God's Word through Jesus Christ is happening every single time, every single moment of our lives. It's always there. It's always happening. We just focus on it during Christmas and as a result, the wonder of the joy of the season, the peace and the joy that comes from the season comes out of the, the situation and we see it because we're concentrating on the wonder of the revelation of God in our lives. So can you imagine if we had to concentrate and remain completely devoted and trust the revelation of God's Word in our lives every single day? Well, then we could take the sense of Christmas, the sense of the joy of Jesus Christ with us wherever we go, no matter what month of the year it is. That scripture continues in John 1, the Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. He created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's the scripture that Pastor Duane was speaking about this past weekend. But the fact remains is that if we celebrate the Word in December, and it brings so much joy and wonder at that season, why is it that we seem to drift from the wonder of the revelation of God's Word? Now, I'm not talking about we, we commit to a, a Bible reading plan for the year. We have a, a, a New Year's resolution that says, hey, I'm going to read the Bible every single day. I'm not, I'm not talking about your Bible reading. No, when I talk about what can be trusted, what can be relied on, what can be utilized to ensure that the wonder of Jesus Christ is with us every single day, I'm talking about the revelation of God's Word in your life. It's not just your Bible reading. It's a Allowing the Word of God to be revealed in a tangible way, just like Jesus 
was, John 1, 14, it, it revealed in a tangible way in your life. The revelation of God's Word is so much more than just an academic look at the book called the Bible. We're not talking about whether or not archaeological findings have supported the Word of God. We're not talking about whether or not the Bible is a divine book. No, we're talking about the revelation of God's Word in the form of Jesus Christ in a tangible way in your life. And so if we can celebrate that and we can have tangible things in December that remind us of Jesus Christ and the bursting forth, the revelation of of Jesus' word or God's word in the form of Jesus into our lives, and we can have those tangible things in December, surely we should be able to have those tangible evidences of Jesus in our life every day, all of the months of the year. You see, this word, this revelation of the word in your life wasn't just written down in a book as a checklist of what you should do or what you shouldn't do. No, the revelation of God's word in your life was all about your salvation. When we have a look at at the Old Testament and we see how many men and women were involved in making sure that Jesus came. You just have to read the first couple of chapters of Matthew to see the lineage of Jesus. And we wonder, why did God do such incredibly harsh things? Why was He such a, a strict Father in the, in, the, in the Old Testament and seemed like such a graceful, loving Father in the New Testament? Well, God during the Old Testament was completely sold out to making sure that Jesus arrived. He would stop short at nothing to make sure that Jesus came. You see, because if He could get the revelation of His Word in the form of Jesus to arrive, as Jesus the man, you and I can have salvation. You and I can have eternity. You and I can have an abundant life. And as a result of his passion for you and for me to have that life, that eternal life, that saved life, that life focused on the word and the revelation of the word in our lives, he was so focused on that that he would stop at nothing to make sure that you and I received that gift. And that gift was the revelation of His Word in the form of Jesus Christ. And that Word, Jesus Christ revealed, would be beneficial for anything. And that's why sometimes as Christians we call the Word of God alive. It's scriptural. There's a scripture that talks about the Word of God being alive. But this is the reason why it is alive. You see, I can read a portion of text from any book. And I immediately have a mindset or a mind picture or an imagination in my mind of what the author was saying. If, for example, I didn't have the video today and I had to describe the mountain range behind me, you would automatically draw your own mental picture of what that text was referring to. You see, we all have the ability inside of us to translate text into some form of revelation. And when it becomes a revelation in our minds, it becomes an imagination. But when it becomes a revelation in our hearts, it becomes a motivation. You see, when we are able to take the Word of God, receive it, and allow it to motivate us to reveal what needs to be done in our lives and get us moving, it becomes this motivating force in our lives that is unique to you and unique to me. Nobody else can have the imagination or the motivation that the Word of God is giving me. And as a result, it's alive. 
It's alive because it changes from one person to the next. The revelation of Jesus in my life has been very different to the revelation of Jesus in your life. When I read about Jesus in Scripture, which is from Genesis 1 right the way through to Revelation, when I read about Jesus in Scripture, it is alive and it's real to me because I'm allowing my imagination to become my motivation in life. And this is what the revelation of God to man in the form of Jesus Christ was all about. He didn't want us to sit in the failed mediocrity of New Year's resolutions that didn't come to pass. He didn't want us to have a spike in December believing in Jesus and then having the difficulties of life every other day. No, He wanted us to imagine a life with Him that would motivate us to change who we are and why we do what we do. It speaks about this in Romans chapter, chapter 8, where it speaks about changing our minds and becoming like Jesus. You see, the revealed Word of God in your life doesn't just change your outlook on life during December 24, 25, and 26. No, it changes the whole aspect or the whole outlook on life for your whole life. I don't know about you, but I've often felt that disappointment of coming out of Christmas, coming into the new year with all of the anticipation, all of the expectation, but none of the imagination and motivation to get the expectation done. You see, New Year's resolutions can be harsh, especially here at the end of January when you haven't been able to do any of them or get any of them even started. I know that when I get back, I'm going to have to go on a little bit of a diet to get rid of some of the, the wonderful food that I've had while I've been here in South Africa. And hey, if that happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'll be disappointed if I don't even try. But you see, changing my life with Jesus and the revealed Word of God in my life isn't just about changing some behaviors or going on a diet. That's not what God intended the revelation of Jesus into your life to do. Have a look at what 2 Timothy speaks about, what God intended this revealed man, Jesus, the impact that he was supposed to have in the form of being the Word. Look at what it says. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 to 17, it says this, But you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught through the Holy Scriptures, from the Bible, the Word, from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive what? Salvation. Now, salvation through the revealed Word of the Scriptures is a massive, life-changing, non-dietary, non-news resolution thing. Salvation is huge. It's something that completely and utterly radically changes your life. It's not just a fleeting New Year's resolution or a fleeting Christmas celebration over the month of December. No, it's a life-changing thing called salvation. And when we have this salvation and we allow this wisdom to come into our hearts through being revealed who Jesus is, we can then understand that we can trust Jesus. This is what the scripture says, that we will come to trust Jesus, trust the word. And that is why this two-part series is entitled or is all around trusting. Why you can trust the revelation of God in the form of Jesus Christ in your life. All scripture is inspired, it continues, by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in your lives. To make us realize what is true, imagination, com combined with changing our lives, the genuine motivation that revelation will bring. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. 
God uses it to prepare and, his, and equip His people to do every good work. Notice what that scripture says. It says that we will, will do every good work. It won't be a fleeting New Year's resolution or a fleeting Christmas celebration. No, this will perpetuate our lives. We will be able to do every good work if we hold on and trust the revelation of God's word in our lives in the form of Jesus Christ. Now there was a man at the time of Jesus' arrival, and this is where really I, I, I felt the Lord tugging on my heart and sharing with me what it means to be completely devoted to the revelation of Jesus Christ. There was a man and his name was Simeon. and We're going to be reading just 10 verses from Luke chapter 2. And next week we'll have a, another reading from Luke chapter 2 that will, will help us continue this thought process of how we live out the revelation of God in our lives. But let's have a look at Luke chapter 2, 25 to 35. Just 10 verses I wanted to share with you. And I wanted to just take a look at, at how, what steps we can take to make sure that the revelation of God's word in our lives is perpetual, is ever ongoing, is always there, not just in the season. So Luke chapter 2, 25 to 35, I'm going to read the whole section and then I'm going to come back and discuss that with you. At the time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and He is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about Him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, a word from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Now, I don't know about you, but that scripture amazes me. That man, Simeon, could live his entire life just focused on the revelation of God in the form of Jesus Christ. He was sold out. He would not die until the revelation of God to man in the form of Jesus Christ had happened. He was sold out to it. He would not rest. He would not let it go. He would not. And he, he was allowed, he did many things to make sure that that revelation of Jesus was real to him. Have a look at, at what it, how he was described in the first part of that scripture. He was righteous and devout. Now that word devout means totally committed to a cause or a belief. Now I want to ask you today, genuinely, do you believe that Jesus is the revelation of God to man? Because if you do, if you genuinely believe that Jesus revealed who God was to man, well then it is time for you in 2018 not just to make some New Year's resolution, but to be devoted to that revelation in your life. Every day, all day, be focused on making sure that Jesus is revealing God to you. And that whole process of Jesus 
revealing God to you is helped, is oiled, is, is made possible through the Holy Spirit. You see, when we are devout, when we are devoted to this revelation, well then, have a look at what it says about Simeon. He was waiting. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I take the revelation of Jesus in my life on, into my own hands. I'm not very patient when it comes to saying, hey, God said this, so I must do it. Especially when I can manage that, especially when I can make that happen, especially when I can do something about it. So in 2018, why don't you commit to waiting on the Lord, to being focused on reading what he's saying, hearing and seeing with your imagination and finding what it is that he wishes to motivate in your life to change. Things might need to rise and things might need to fall as Simeon prophesied in your heart and in your life. But let us focus on waiting, just like Simeon did, all the time, seeking that revelation in our lives. Did you notice that he expressed that God's word had revealed something to him? You see, sometimes we read the Bible. Sometimes we read scriptures. Sometimes we read prophecy. Now, Simeon would have been able to read the prophecies about Jesus Christ. He would have been able to read about the revelation of God to man. But he didn't just leave it like the scribes and the Pharisees did on scrolls, in a book form, or on your device. No, he didn't just leave it as a written word. No, he wanted that word to be personally revealed to him. He had a desire for that revelation. Revelation is the combination of imagination and motivation. You see, he wanted to be motivated by that revelation. He wanted what God had placed in his mind's eye to happen. He could see in his mind's eye, even before Jesus arrived, what it would be like, what that baby would look like, who his parents would be. He knew exactly where that baby would be arriving. He went down to the temple. He allowed himself to be physically motivated by the revelation of the imagination that God had placed in his mind's eye. He wasn't going to rest he was going to allow the revelation to cause that motivation. You see, he was living revelation ready. Are you re living revelation ready? You see, when it comes to Christmas, we prepare ourselves. We live Christmas ready. We've got all the gifts for the right people. We've got all the notes, all the cards, the Christmas trees up. We are in a constant state of preparation. I often look at the meal that we have at Christmas. All those hours of preparation, then it's all done and dusted in a few hours. You see, we need to live revelation ready all the time, preparing ourselves for a word to be dropped into our mind, dropped into our heart, to stir our imagination for Jesus and create a motivation to get the good things that 2 Timothy described that we'd be doing done. Did you notice as well that that scripture bore out that he, he wasn't just living in the word, he wasn't just living in the scrolls of the time. No, did you notice that that day the Spirit led him to the temple? You see, we're not going to get revelation from God if we're looking at our own theologies and our own ideologies. We have got to be allowing ourselves to be humble and say, right, this is what the Word of God says. Holy Spirit, stir in me my imagination and my motivation 
so that I can get to grips with where I need to go, what I need to do. This is not about sitting in your room. As good as quiet time is and as good as Bible reading is, it's not about just sitting in your room and enjoying the Word of God. No, Simeon had to get up and do something. Spirit-led moved him to the temple. When we are allowing and we are living revelation-ready, we are living go-ready. We are living ready to do what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. And finally, or, or, or penultimately, did you notice that Simeon praised God for that revelation? And sometimes when I get a word from God, sometimes when I get something that He's saying to me, I go, oh, God, I don't really want to be motivated to do that. I don't really want to change that. I don't really want to act on that. No, no matter what the Word said, no matter what was revealed, no matter what the Spirit led him to do, he praised God for all of those things. He praised God that we could get on and do. He praised God that there was an activity that he could get involved with. How many times don't we come out of the joy of Christmas and we start complaining. We start thinking that things are going wrong. Things aren't working. Well, all we're doing is we're praising the negative. Complaining is just about praising the negative, right? It's just about praising what's not working. Whereas when we praise God, God is good. We're always praising the positive. We're always praising the good. The good is always going to be the revelation of Jesus Christ in your life. So by praising God, we are actually saying yes to the revealed Word of God in our lives, no matter what the Holy Spirit asks us to do with it. And finally, did you notice that he was amazed? You see, your devotion to revelation will change the lives of others. Not only was he amazed by this child, not only was he completely convinced that it was Jesus Christ, and he was amazed that God had given him this word. But because he lived it out, because he stepped up, he went to the temple. He went down and he spoke to the parents of Jesus. Their lives were changed. They were amazed. And then did you notice a little bit further on in the scripture? It said many would change. Many would change. Hearts would be changed. Now, I don't know about you, but when I first received Jesus Christ into my life, he dug deep. Did, didn't he dig deep in your life? He dug deep into my inner workings. He prodded around with a sword and pricked my conscience about certain things I was doing. He, he, he dug deep and found things that, that I wish he hadn't found. I wish that I could keep hidden and just get in with a tinsel celebration of Jesus in a December month. But no, when Jesus digs deep and, and he causes the things that need to rise up in you to rise up in you and the things to fall in you that need to fall in you, you become... An incredible walking testimony to the revelation of God in your life. And when you do that, watch how it changes the lives of the people around you. And so, in this message, I hope to have just kicked off your thought process. My New Year's resolution for 2018 and every single day of my life going forward is not going to be to lose weight or to get healthy or to have a better bank account. No, my New Year's resolution is to live devoted to the revelation of Jesus Christ in my life. Live completely sold out to who He is and who He was and who He is being in my life. You see, I'm going to live revelation ready, always ready. 
to make sure that I'm being led by the Holy Spirit with the revelation of God's Word, creating an imagination in me that turns to motivation that can change the lives of others and as a result, the world. Before we jump into receiving communion, let's just pray together. Father, we are amazed by you and we thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you that we can have this word, that revelation in the form of Jesus Christ, not just stepping into the world on the first Christmas and celebrated every December. No, but in our lives every single day, we thank you for the faith of the men of old that made sure that we could have examples of how to live revelation ready. We are revelation ready. Lord, in this year, drop into our hearts scriptures that will radically change who we are and what we do. We want a God-filled, Jesus Christ-filled, Holy Spirit-led imagination that will turn into heartfelt motivation to do what you have asked us to do. According to 2 Timothy, the good things that you have planned for us to do. Father, we declare that you are our God. And there is no other. And we pray this right now in Jesus' name. Amen.